Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, November 30th, and this is The Gateway. I'm Sarah Fentum in for Wayne Pratt. Ahead, the new artistic director at The Luminary in St. Louis says she's trying to make the gallery a community hub by giving people reasons to visit other than art exhibitions. We can bring in furniture, we can bring in tables and chairs, and we can bring in a copier and have it be kind of like an internet cafe vibe. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin speaks with The Luminary's Kalia Mallory. That's coming up, but first, these headlines. The state of Missouri has carried out the execution of a man who shot and killed a Kirkwood police officer more than 17 years ago. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lipman reports. Kevin Johnson was put to death by lethal injection shortly before 8 p.m. Tuesday. He was 19 when he shot and killed Sergeant William McEntee. A jury convicted him of the murder in 2007 and sentenced him to death. In fighting for a reprieve, Johnson's attorneys never argued that he was innocent of the crime. Instead, they pointed to an independent review that found pervasive racial biases in the way former St. Louis County Prosecutor Bob McCullough handled death penalty cases, especially when the victim was a police officer. The Missouri Supreme Court rejected the racial bias argument multiple times, most recently late on Monday. Johnson is the second person the state has put to death this year. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. Legislation co-sponsored by Illinois Congressman Mike Boss to boost medical research funding from the US for the U.S. Veterans Administration has won approval from the U.S. House. This VA Infrastructure Powers Exceptional Research, or VIPER Act, would allow the expansion of programs to find cures for cancer and Alzheimer's disease and to build prosthetics for disabled veterans. Boss says it would also support efforts such as one at the VA Center at Jefferson Barracks to build exoskeletons to help paralyze veterans walk. It allows for the VA to bring our veterans who have been damaged by their service back to a position so they can live the best life possible. The Viper Act is now before the Senate and the Veterans Senate Committee. In other legislative news, Missouri's two Republican senators were split in their support for a bill that would codify federal protections for same-sex and interracial marriages. The Senate on Tuesday approved the bill in a 61-36 vote. Senator Josh Hawley voted against the bill, but retiring Senator Roy Blunt was among 12 Republicans who joined Democrats to support the legislation. It now heads back to the House where it's expected to be passed quickly. The bill would require all states recognize same-sex and interracial marriages performed in any other state. It would not require states individually allow those marriages to be performed. The measure also would recognize these marriages for consideration of federal benefits, such as Medicare and Social Security. Same-sex marriage has been legal in Missouri since a 2015 Supreme Court decision struck down state-level bans. After several extensions, you'll need to get your expired Illinois driver's license, learner's permit, or state ID renewed starting tomorrow. Secretary of State Jesse White began delaying ID expiration dates during the early months of the COVID-19 pandemic when facilities were shut down. December 1st is the final deadline. Any expired ID will have to be renewed. The deadline extensions did not apply to commercial driver's licenses or CDL learner's permits. White's office suggests you check to see if you're eligible to renew your license online 
or you can make an appointment at or walk into a driver's services facility. The new leader of the Luminary Art Gallery says the nonprofit can do more to boost St. Louis artists and become a community hub. Kalia Mallory is the new artistic director of the Cherokee Street Arts Organization. She had been the Luminary's manager of public engagement, helping open a bookstore within the gallery and inviting a local entrepreneur to open a coffee shop there. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin asked Mallory, why she relocated from the West Coast in 2020 to work with a St. Louis institution. I was running a DIY project space out there in Portland called Third Room that was based on the tenets of a third place, which is a sociological term, space between work and home where regulars gather. So often bars and cafes are known as third places. But my theory was that art could be a sort of a good crux for a third place. So I saw the position for manager. I was actually working in kitchens and uh, applied I'm writing my cover letter on an upturned milk crate in the back of the kitchen. <laughs> I had never been to St. Louis before, um, and it felt like a huge long shot. And then I got the call. It was just like, this could be a third place. This could be the point of activation in the gallery. Like, we can bring in furniture. We can bring in tables and chairs. And we can bring in a copier and have it be kind of like an internet cafe vibe. And so... In all my research about third places, they usually have what they call a socializing agent. It's oftentimes coffee and beer. So I was kind of like, books could maybe be a socializing agent, but they kind of actually tend to be more of an inward agent, you know? What jumps out at me about Luminary's existence is you actually do the community stuff. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's not just a line on the mission statement, mm -hmm. but I know that the founders lived on Cherokee Street. You, you live nearby, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. How does your building there, which is pretty prominent, how can you use that to be more of a neighbor? It's got some of the biggest visibility on the street, and yet for a long time people felt like they didn't know what was going on in there. So now through having black coffee and being open every day of the week pretty much and having we have a bookshop as well um, it's created more reasons to come and visit for folks who don't understand or, or art as like a static exhibition you know street art as you know is like huge on Cherokee Street and music is huge and so those spaces already are really active and activated so I'm interested in like can the luminary be in conversation with those and how can we be in conversation with those? Did the luminary complete the the capital project that it began a few years ago? Yes. Did all the stages of that? Happen? Yes, yeah. It's got three floors. There's an apartment upstairs that we use for residencies. I want to actually restructure how the building functions architecturally. I would love to put more studios in the basement. We have 5 right now. We have the footprint to increase that to at least 15, but that funding is uh, hard to find. <laughs> you know, it's a 15,000 square foot building. So sitting there for, you know, a whole year, there were more than one occasion where there was a squirrel I had to chase. <laughs> it's gone through a lot and it's really great where it is now, but it, some of the stuff starts to show through the cracks, you know. <laughs> so now as artistic director of the Luminary, what are your other priorities? I, I can't say it enough. I'm really excited to bring more St. Louis artists into the gallery again. I'm, I'm looking forward to curating group shows um, that are responsive to issues of the times, but also like what's happening in contemporary art right now. But going back to my prerogative and what my role was in the first two years of my time here is just like 
getting people together in a space because that then has a ripple effect going outward. So if you can get two people to meet each other, I have a survey at the end of every program and that's a question on it is like, did you meet someone and have a conversation that you otherwise wouldn't have? And more often than not, the answer is yes, which feels like success to me. So finding more ways to do that and make exhibitions that are really top tier is like my priority. (laughs) That's Kalia Mallory the new artistic director at The Luminary. She spoke with St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin. Our David Cazares edited that report. The Gateway's a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Our music is by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Sarah Fenton, and this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.